Again, without coughing, he spoke slowly, trying not to let his swollen jaw mangle his words. I didn't mean to startle you. If you don't want to startle people, she said with the accent of a tribeswoman from farther north, don't creep up on them, especially when they are eating. She was older than he had thought, perhaps in her mid-twenties, and attractive in a way that would have distracted him on better days. He took a deep breath. I was hoping... Her gaze shifted past him. Too late, he heard movement. As he hit the ground, a boot clamped across the back of his neck, ramming his face into the grass. Pain flared from his jaw to his temple. Something hard slammed into the small of his back, and a voice said in Latin, We've been watching you, Sonny. Please, sir, she was... Shut up, the voice said, reinforcing its meaning with another blow. Who do you think you are, striking an officer's wife? Oh, holy brigands. She looked like a native. She spoke British. Where were the slaves, the jewellery, the fancy clothes? Sir, she was shut up. There were two of them, one who gave the orders and one who looked as if he would obey them without question and without mercy. As they wrenched his arms back and lashed his wrists together, the woman began to say something. The soldier cut her short. It's all right, miss. You're safe now. But we'll deal with him. As if to show how, one of them rammed the pommel of a sword into his ribs. He had no idea why the woman cried out. She wasn't the one being hit. She wasn't the fool who had thrown away an escape for the sake of bread he couldn't even chew. Half dragged, half stumbling, Victor was hustled up through the rough grass toward the fort gates. The officer's wife was hurrying to keep up, still talking. "'Don't you worry, miss,' the senior one assured her. "'He'll understand Latin when we finish with him.' "'I want to speak to him myself.' The men ignored her. A few paces farther on she appeared in front of them, holding her skirts clear of the grass with one hand and clutching a pair of battered boots in the other. "'So,' she said, looking from one to the other, "'I am worth rescuing, but not worth listening to.' For a moment Victor thought they were going to barge her out of the way. Then the senior one seemed to think better of it and said gruffly, "'The prisoner was watching you, miss, hiding under the tree.' She said in British, "'Were you watching me?' He lifted his head to look into eyes that were not quite blue, but not quite green, either. He staggered as a blow landed on his ear, muffling the roar of, "'Show some respect!' Victor lowered his head. Trying to focus on the muddy toes poking out from under the woman's skirt, he heard himself mangle the words, "'I'm very hungry, miss,' she said. "'Have you no family?' "'Not here, miss.' None who could feed him, anyway. Pale curls tumbled forward as she bent to pull on her boots. You should have gone to a farm. He averted his gaze, afraid another clout would send him sprawling on the grass. He was not going to explain all the reasons why going to a farm was a bad idea. She seemed to think he was a civilian. If the men thought the same thing, there was a chance they might let him go with a beating. She finished tying her boots and stood up to address the soldiers in Latin. I thank you, she said. Now, will you please fetch my husband? He will know what to do. There was a moment of hesitation. Then the senior one allowed himself a grunt of disapproval before ordering his comrade to take the message to the gate. "'I'd ask him to bring his case,' she called after him. Victor closed his one good eye and prayed that the mighty Bregans would remember the pair of white doves he had promised to sacrifice if he got away safely. He was not to be taken into the fort yet. That was good. But now he had to explain to an officer 
Why he had been hiding under a tree to watch a respectable married woman untie her boots, hitch up her skirts, and dangle her bare feet in the river. And as if that weren't enough, he had then stepped forward and hit her. Of course, the man should never have allowed her to wander the countryside by herself in the first place. But in Victor's experience, officers never took the blame for anything. His new bruises had already begun to stiffen up by the time more men emerged from the fort. The two big lads in chain mail must be part of the German unit based here. The one in the middle was taller than some officers and scruffier than others, but he had the colouring of a man from a hot and dusty place where they talked too much and thought they were clever. Besides, there was no mistaking that walk. They all had it, the confident stride of a man who knew what to do. Victor stifled the instinct to stand to attention while the men spoke in Latin about this native as if he were a stray dog. The Germans saluted and marched back to the fort. The officer turned to his...